Hi, this is Yvonne Brown, and this is a JADcast, produced by JAD Communications International, the organization that helps women to overcome limiting beliefs and achieve their highest potential at www.jadcommunications.com. Welcome. Our guest today is Dr. Lois Frankel, the author of Nice Girls Don't Get the Corner Office. Another thing that I like about your book is how you have those coaching tips at the end of each mistake to show Mm -hmm. people how they can now use what you talk about. And one example that you have where you said, you know, you can just come up with, here's what I do. I help people. I listen well. I problem solve. I, I manage projects, I identify obstacles, and so you just start with putting together a list of those things, and then beautifully, your example shows that now you could take those things and string them together in a productive way, such as my ability to listen effectively enables me to gather data from reluctant sources, and tying that in with the skill of writing allows me to report that data in an objective way, and, and there, there it's very simple and straightforward you took some things you're good at and then you put them together in a phrase that brands you now as the kind of person who can um, have the ability to get these things done exactly you know and I would really encourage listeners to sit down and write you know it's what I call also an elevator speech if you were at the top floor of a 50-story building and somebody said, what did you do? What do you do? By the time you get to the first floor, what are you going to say that makes them go, wow, give me your card? You know, and that comes with practice and uh, conscious intent. It doesn't just happen. The next, the next mistake, number 59, is dear to my heart because I actually have lived this. It's asking permission. I personally, I was working uh, as a consultant with this new director that they brought in, and he Uh and I went off to do some work on something, and the whole time, it was all brand new, he never spoke to us all about it, and it was so comprehensive, I kept saying, don't we, aren't we going to check on this or that, and he goes, Yvonne, believe me, it's easier to get forgiveness than to get permission. Mm-hmm, I never mm-hmm. forgot that, and it's so true, and I think, and, and it speaks directly to your mistake 59, women ask permission. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you think about it, in our society, we expect children to ask permission, not adults, and you're, the man who said that to you is absolutely right. Men ask for forgiveness. They don't ask permission. We live in a very forgiving society. The fact is, is that, you know what, if I do something and you don't like it and you let me know, rather than apologize or having previously asked permission, the best thing to do is say, oh, you know what, Yvonne, I had no idea that's what you wanted. Why don't you tell me exactly how you want me to do it, and I'm happy to go back and do it that way. Or, you know what, I didn't realize you didn't want me to do that. I won't do it again. Okay, but that's much better and much more adult than first asking permission. And you also have to remember, when you ask permission, you set yourself up to hear no. That's very true. And then in your coaching tips, you say, you give an example, another wonderful thing, listeners, about this book. So you have an example of, would it be all right with you if I work at home tomorrow? I'm expecting a delivery. And instead, you can make it a statement. 
I just wanted to let you know I'll be working at home tomorrow. I've got a delivery coming. So you're still doing the same thing, except you're uh, more assertive about it, an adult it, about it. Exactly. And, you know, the whole thing is this, that if somebody doesn't want you to take the day off for whatever reason, they'll tell you. They'll say, you know what, tomorrow I can't let you go because we've got these big wigs coming in from the head office. Now, first of all, shame on you for not telling me that in advance, but, um, <laughs> right? But that's not my fault that you didn't tell me that in advance. But you can always say something like, oh, I had no idea. That's what was happening. Let me see if I can rearrange this. But and again, you're not asking. start a negotiation, at- maybe. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Mistake 88, believing others know more than you. When I talk to women, I often remind them that guys don't know either. They just go off somewhere and <laughs> later on go figure it out and come back in and, and now they know, but they, but they don't let not knowing hold them back. They don't let, they don't believe others know more than them. They say, you know, I, I can go figure that out and come back. Yeah, and that's the main thing. It's about they have the confidence to know they can figure something out. You know, with women, I've seen this happen over and over where they're offered a, a promotional opportunity and they say, well, you know, I don't think I can do that job. I've never done that. Well, you know, the guy gets offered the job and he says, you know, I've never done that, but you must have a lot of confidence in me and I know I can learn it, so thanks a lot for the promotion. You know, a woman feels as if, unless she is absolutely on top of things, unless she knows the subject 100%, that she doesn't deserve or she hasn't earned or she doesn't belong in that position. And that's just not true. And something else, Yvonne, you know, in the book that I wrote after this, Nice Girls Don't Get Rich, I talk about this same phenomenon of thinking that people know more about you, I'm sorry, know more about money than you do. See, there's one thing to think, you know, well, people know a lot more than I do. But a lot of times women don't acquire the wealth they should because they think someone else could manage their money better than they can. And that's why women are so frequently taken advantage of by unscrupulous people. (laughs) Absolutely. How about playing the game safely and within bounds? Hmm? Yeah, I know. That's an interesting phenomenon. You know, it's that the workplace, that women don't always get this either, that the workplace is a game, okay? And like any game, it has boundaries, it has strategies, it has rules. And your job is to figure out where are the boundaries of that playing field. Now, games are won at the edge. I like to play tennis. And I know if I can hit that ball on my opponent's far backhand corner, right on the line, she's not going to be able to get that back to me. It's the same thing in the game of work. If, if I only hit the ball in the middle of the field or if I only play the game in the middle of the court, I'm not going to win many games. Games are won at the edge. Women play it way too safe because they're afraid of going out of bounds. You've got to take some calculated risks. You've got to be willing to say, hey, look, you know, I'm going to stretch my boundaries. I'm going to make sure that people see me as a risk taker, not because that's what we like risk takers. Now, we don't like risk takers who make the same mistake over and over again or who make too many mistakes, but we like risk takers. And I think women need to take more risks and not be afraid they're going to get called out because more often they won't be. And, yeah, and, actually, and if they get called out, you said in your coaching tip here, don't revert to playing safe. 
Yeah, (laughs) you may say, you you can learn from that. You can ask the person, you know, how could I have done that better? How could I have done it differently? I tell women all the time, you look at the women who are most successful in your organization. You watch what they're doing. I guarantee you they're playing their game at the edge, and you can too. You do more of what they're doing. Because the boundaries are different for men and women. You know, women need to learn where their boundaries are. Men have broader boundaries in certain areas, like assertiveness. You know, men can be very assertive, and we accept it. We know what we call women when they're too assertive. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. But you shouldn't be afraid of that either. Because sometimes, in my opinion, you... It may be perceived that way, but you can't lay down and be a doormat either. You have to stand up for yourself. And if you stand up for yourself and they call and they call call you out of your name, as the young youngsters like to put it, then that's fine. At least they know this woman mm-hmm. is not going to be a doormat. Exactly. And you know what? The fact is, there are a lot of playing fields. If your company or your boss artificially narrows your playing field. If you know you're doing right and they say, you know what, we don't like when you do that, you vote with your feet. (laughs) You say, you know what, there's somewhere else I can go where they're going to want this from me. And not internalize it. Too many women internalize it and they go back to the middle of the field and then they wonder why they never really achieve their goals. And that's the whole thing. You know, even the term corner office in the book, the corner office is just a metaphor for achieving your goals. Thank you. That 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 will help a lot for uh, especially some of the people that when they hear the title, um, react is my first reaction was. But now I just love it. I think it's a powerful title. Do you have any final comments for our listeners? You know, my main comment is this: is that no one will ever take as good care of you as you will take care of yourself. And by that I mean, yeah, you need to be concerned about other people. I'm not saying you shouldn't be, but you should be equally concerned with you. And you exhibit that by asking for what you've earned, what you want, what you deserve. You do it by making sure you have money in your own name, by negotiating well for either raises or things that you buy, by investing your money wisely. That's how you take as good care of yourself as you take care of others. And that's what I'd like to see women do more of. Me too. Thank you, Lois. Thank you for your, for your empowering comments, because that's what they are. And Lois's book is a very empowering book. The finest thing that I can say about this book, besides the, the quality of the content is, it's, it's, I know it's more than a hundred uh, mistakes that you're solving, but it's put together in such a manner that you can take them one at a time in little bite-sized, uh, easily digestible chunks and practice each one with the coaching tips that come with that particular mistake so that you can change your reaction and you wind up in the corner office. Thank you, Lois. Thank you, Yvonne. It's been a pleasure. You've been listening to a Jadcast. We hope this podcast helps you on your journey to achievement of your destiny. Remember to visit us at www.jadcommunications.com.